out even with us. Sit up. <laughs> on our level. We've got tiny backs. On our level. Yeah, tiny exactly. Backs. Tiny so, backs. This is uh, episode seven. Episode seven. Yes. Of the uh, Fail Harder season one. Oh, season so, one. Oh, yeah, big. We're still huh? going season one. Yeah, man. I'm gonna do all the seasons. Oh, I'm gonna do like thousands. <laughs> Thou- do thousands of seasons. Yeah, until podcasting is no longer a thing, and then it's like. Hieroglyphics, whatever, like crazy. <laughs> I don't know what it's yeah, called. Holograms. Yeah, holograms. Thank you. Wait, holograms. Bag, yeah, I'm gonna do hologram podcast. Hologram podcast. So we're talking about uh, balance. Yes, talking about balance. some balance. Balance, something I don't have a lot of. Mm-hmm. My cat is messed up. Yeah, well, I mean, when you were, I immediately thought of you for another podcast, um, and I was telling Brandon, I was just, because I had been listening to somebody else's motivating podcast, and it was talking about, like, consciousness, and I was like, for some reason, you keyed into my mind, and I was just like, man, Evelyn is really good at consciousness, because, like, even though you have, you may have opposing political views to other people, or you have your faith, and you have your brother, friends like myself, whatever, like, you're still able to be of your business, you have kids, like, there's a lot of being associated with military life, and it's just like, that's a lot going on for you to be able to have, like, beneficial, positive relationships with most of the people that I know that know you. Right. Like, everybody has always said nice things about you. I hope so. What's up? Yeah. I'm gonna move this up here. Yeah. Hold it. I have to get up on your level. You want me to hold it? No. Oh, hold dang. It. You hold it. <laughs> get up on your I level. I get up on your level. That's what it is. When you're five foot and they tell you that, you're like, yes. <laughs> Somebody put me on the floor. Yeah, yeah so fine. I was just like, man, let me reach out to Evelyn and see what kind of podcast she wants to do. Mm-hmm. And when you said balance, I was like, how coincidental is it that my massage therapist, my mental therapist, and my wife is like, when are you going to be done working? Like, when are you going to find something that you like to do? What is your hobby? What is a mindless thing? And I was like... There's and I guess I to need that. to find some balance. <laughs> and make you just your, balance. And make your work your hobby. Yeah, man. So what is uh, what is the thing that you've been finding with balance lately? Um, I've come to find out that if I start not liking it, I get rid of it. Mm-hmm. There's no point in having it around if I start disliking what I'm doing. Yeah. If it gets to the point where it becomes a task or if it becomes one of those things where I'm like, I'm dreading it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, if I come off a rough week with work, like, say, a 70 burrito, California burrito week, mm-hmm. for example, and people are like, what are you making next week? And I start, you know, thinking about it, and I'm like, do I really want to cook next week? Right. I'd rather not go in with that frame of mind and just be like, you know what? I'm not cooking this week. Yeah. I'm going to focus on my kids, or yeah. I'm going to focus oh, on my husband, go. or I'm going to focus on this. Why? Because I don't want to go into it with that right negative frame of mind yeah because i mean everything you're touching is going to have that kind of the energy right exactly so um you you mentioned the burritos um tell us a little bit about a la mexicana okay so when i got here it was pretty depressing yeah no yeah go to spain other than knowing that my husband was going to be tossed on a ship and gone within months of us getting here Mm -hmm. the you know the homesickness you feel my pain uh brandon i'm not sure where you're from but you know Mexican food for us, where we're from, is that comfort. That yes. like kind of like what I experienced in Florida with Cajun and Southern food, and in Virginia with you know Southern food. Um, so for me, taking me home was having that smell of home, that taste of home. Yeah. It made the homesickness a little bit less. I can't say it completely took it away, but it made it a little bit That's less. True. And so for about a year, I contemplated, and then I looked into it, and then you know they make it pretty hard on. on home-based businesses to function, you know? That's true. And Especially within the food. Food-based, yeah, yeah that's base ridiculous. So when I found out that they changed it and mm-hmm. they told us that we could shop, 
at the commissary as long as we only sold to TEI cardholders, whatever we purchased that week or whatever oh, really? we were selling. I didn't yeah, know you could cool. do that. Yeah, yeah. so they, they let us do it. Now we just have to make sure that they're TEI holders and like 99.9999% of my clientele, I'm guaranteed are active duty military or spouses of some Correct. sort. Um, so when I found that out, I, I jumped into it a little bit more, did a little more research, looked at prices. I mean, you can't just jump into it and be like, Let's do it. You have yep. to do your research. A little bit of that, at least. Reached out to people before anything. I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook. I reached out on the Q and A and was like, "Okay, this is what I'm thinking about doing." Yep. I saw what that. are you guys needing? What are you guys missing? Mm-hmm. You know, because if I'm unable to do what they want, there's no point What's in me point? doing it. Exactly. So once I saw the feedback, a lot of positive. You know, they most people want home cooked style flavors or street food yeah which is fairly easy to do if you can you know if you have the ways to do it that's true you know so um i jumped in i went to legal and got it taken care of and you know we were going on i think my first order was like middle of march yeah we're going strong into november yeah i remember that was the most amazing carne asada burrito that i'd had <laughs> since i was home <laughs> i was like Oh That's my good. god, I was like, why didn't I ask for double meats? <laughs> I was like, this is so delicious. Yeah, and now, you know, right now I'm going to take a little break from the weekly thing because I'm getting yeah. ready to push out close to 60 dozen burrito, or dozen tamales oh my god. for Christmas. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Are you doing the sweet tamales? No, I'm doing pork, I'm doing beef, and I'm doing veggie tamales. Mm. Yeah, and Katie was talking about the tamales. Yeah, she's supposed to be doing. so um, I, I had, did a pre-order and within 45 minutes I had to close it because I hit the max yeah that's insane yeah. that's awesome though. that's so great to see like because I remember when, when you and your friend came to get some hair done mm-hmm. and you were just like dude I'm thinking about making like home style Mexican food mm-hmm. and I was just like oh my god don't you don't you lie to me <laughs> <laughs> don't mess with my emotions yeah don't mess with my emotions <laughs> that would be so beautiful so how has it been finding balance with now the heavy workload because you've been here for a hot minute you, you mm-hmm. know you're up for orders pretty soon yeah but, um, you know, kind of not late in the game for being in Rota, mm-hmm. but having been here for a good year and a half mm-hmm. and then starting. Mm-hmm. How, did, how did everything change for you? Um, well, I've, I learned to rely on my people that surround me more, you know what I mean? Like beforehand it was like uh, I had my, my friends, my circle, and, you know, I, I, I turned to them a lot for everything. But I learned to kind of reach out to others. But mm. I need a little help in this. Or can you watch my kids so I can run a Mercadona or can you? No, you know, yeah. I got to go to the butcher and get, you know, 15 kilos of beef for this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to leave them alone or the baby's asleep. Can you kind of keep an eye from across the street? You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So I've, I've learned to rely more on the community. Yeah. Like the community is trusting me and making their food. I've learned to trust another community to help me out. Yeah. It's, it's, did you find it awkward reaching out at first or did like, what was, what was your experience in reaching out? <clears throat> I want to say I found it awkward at first. Mm-hmm. Because I'm the one that keeps my circle pretty tight. Yeah. Not that I don't like, you know, I'm a very social person. Working at the school, I learned to get to know people on like a different level. I worked with their kids, so they wanted to know who I was. You know what I mean? But when it came to like my personal, you know, I have to let somebody watch my kid, mm-hmm. my baby, you know, help yeah, me have a baby. Yeah, around. You're not, it's not you getting to know people, mm-hmm. it's people getting to know you. Right. So then I had to learn to trust them as they trusted me. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I had my tight circle that I could always rely on. Like that was never an issue. Yeah. Um, it was just a more of learning to kind of reach out to others, I guess. Mm-hmm. Especially when the husband's gone. Yeah, see, like, the experience that I've had when reaching out to others, especially with, like, Brandon or John or anyone else that I've collaborated with, even Mm -hmm. talking to other clients and being like, 
hey, can I use you for a styling day because this is the look I'm trying to accomplish? Right. Then um, that has been very interesting. There have been a few letdowns. Mm-hmm. And only letdowns because I had an expectation. Right. As soon as I learned to walk into that, that I guess, circumstance without an expectation, mm-hmm. suddenly everything was fine. Whether someone pulled through or whether someone fell through, mm-hmm. it was like, that's cool. This is just right. what it is. And, you know, you just have to kind of, like, go out and do and do and do for others. And then when the opportunity comes up, ask them to help you in return. And if... And it's only an ask. It's mm-hmm. not a demand. It's not an expectation, you know. Right. So that's kind of where I found a little bit of relief. It's just being like, yeah, that's what ended up happening. Cool. Yeah. Like moving on. Yeah. Go to the going to the next. I've thing. also learned that um, people here, and I don't know if it's because we're such a small community, they're more willing to serve. You know that's what I mean? True. They're more willing to step up and be like, yeah, I got your back. You know, yeah. I'll help you out, even if it's for an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, hey, if you need any help, let me know. I know you're busy. Yep. So it's like, oh, sweet, thanks, you know? Yeah, I've heard people going back. Like, I was talking to a friend of mine who just went back to San Diego, and she's just like, it's so lonely out here. Mm-hmm. Because it's a big city. It's a big city. Yeah. You're just another cog in the wheel. Mm-hmm. And when you try to get to know people very well, they kind of, why are you trying to get to know me so well? Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's been an interesting perspective that I didn't expect. You know? I've always felt mm-hmm. like when I reach out to new people, I feel like a burden almost. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't want to, like, bug them. But they're like, no, like, we get it, mm-hmm. you know? Everybody out here, literally or speaking or, you know, figuratively speaking, we're all literally on the same boat. Like, mm-hmm. we're all away from home, away from family, learning to rely on a whole new group of people. Yeah, that's true. And everyone's always in flux. We're mm-hmm. always doing something. In and out. Or, or the rotation, in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once we get used to a person, they're like, oh, we got orders, we're leaving in three months. And you're like... Yeah. I met him just a few months ago, and I'm like, why are you leaving? This is yeah. not fun. Why, why are you leaving? This is not only. fair. <laughs> Damn it. You can always just take the rotator back, right? Right, yeah. right? Yeah, I got it. I got this. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, I totally forgot to mention, for anyone who's only listening instead of watching us on YouTube, we're actually in the gym. Yeah. Uh, so you can hear all the fun things in the background, like AFN and dropping weights. Was, yo, if I was lifting, there'd be hood rat shit. Dude, oh, I'd be I know. dropping weights lifting, Well, that's right? the thing. So the reason we're in here is because Evelyn, apparently another part of your balance is lifting heavy stuff mm-hmm. and putting it back down. <laughs> Pick things up yeah. and put them down. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about the 500 Club that now you've made like a 700 Club out of. Like, what the <laughs> hell, dude? Um, Superwoman. So when I got here, it was, you know, I had my neighbors that I was hanging out with, but I needed to, when Jason left for the first time, I needed to find something to do. Okay. It was before I got pregnant with Maddie and the kids were in school and I was in that limbo stage where I got a job offer at the school, kind of, but I was waiting for all the background stuff mm-hmm. to clear. So I needed to find something to keep me busy. Otherwise, I was sitting at home, falling asleep, watching Netflix all day, and it's just nothing productive. Bon you know bon what I mean? Couch. <laughs> so then I'm wearing the CrossFit Rota shirt. That's who I went to. I said, "Hey, I've not, I've never done this, but I know how to lift. What can I do?" Mm. You know, and I came up on a. I mean, you were a part of it. I came up on a dope community who yep. like reached out and taught me things that never in my dreams did I imagine I would be learning in my 30s and that's true I, I made some of the best of friends some of the most positive motivating people I've met in my life were in that little box yeah Erica is one of them Nancy I mean it was Nancy. Angela it can go on I mean I had a right. good Dan and Karen yeah, were Cassie. good like I mean it was is that you know I was a college athlete so I was looking for that competitiveness so that, okay. that little edge kind of was like yeah I'm here 
And CrossFit throws you for a loop, man. I don't think I've ever felt soreness in my feet the way that I've ever felt with those oh, Olympic my fingertips. Lifts. I'm like, why? Yeah. And it's weird when you're like, oh, thank God for these burpees. This is a break. Yeah. Like, I never thought burpees would be a break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. So you went to CrossFit, and then how did that correlate into... I got pregnant. Okay. About 12, 13 weeks into... The pregnancy, my body told me to slow down. So I listened. You know, I was playing fast pitch softball at the time even and kind of got in trouble by the coach because I didn't say that I was pregnant. So I had a, you know, we came back from a big tournament, Sevilla, and I had to come back and slow down. As much as I didn't want to, I had to listen to my body. Right. It's like, slow it down. You know, third pregnancy. Uh, It ended up being the third C-section I've had. So my body, each pregnancy has been different for that reason. And... So I had to listen. I had to, like, step back and realize that my body's telling me to slow down. Mm -hmm. So I did it. Um, And then after I had Maddie, um, I went back, but my body was still not... Like, the recovery was hard. Yeah. It was a lot harder than the first two. And um, when I came back, I started kind of doing my own thing in here first, just to kind of get my body back into a routine. Like, I didn't want to, like, go full force... So I slowly built up, and then I saw that board in the back, and I was like... The 500 and the 1,000 club board. I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> so six months after having Maddie, I did my first one, and I hit 600 pounds. Oh, my God. So what was your split on your first one? Uh, I believe it was 205 on squat, 255 on deadlift, and 145. Was it 145? I think it was 250 on deadlift, 205 on squat, 145 on a, okay. on a bench. And then how how have those numbers changed to what you recently did? <clears throat> so I hit 750 this time around. Uh-huh. I hit a 265 squat, I hit a 315 deadlift, and I hit a 170 bench. Nice. I, uh... I recently hit a, a, a 160 squat. <laughs> yeah, you're recovering from back injury. Know, you wouldn't yeah. catch me doing that right now with I my know. back hurting. Yeah, no, it, and it's different too. Like um, I was talking with uh, Rebecca yesterday, and she was saying that as soon as you lay off of the heavy weights, your body is like, I don't want to lift heavy anymore. Mm-hmm. You have to constantly keep the heavy weight lifting engaged. Otherwise, your muscle fibers are like, sweet, we don't do that anymore. Yeah, it only takes three days for your body to stop, for your muscles mm-hmm. to stop like absorbing that, that attention. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I'm done lifting heavy. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to do it a yeah. lot. I just too many injuries. For me. I just got started. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> too many injuries for do me. It, you yeah. know what I mean? You're all about and it. And the last one was actually pretty cool because we did it. My husband and I both did it. He did the thousand pound club, <clears throat> and it was three days after we celebrated our ten year anniversary. I saw that. Yeah. So we got to lift together and like lift, lift heavy nice. together, and it's something we've done since. He, he was a college athlete, a football player, so he's always been a heavy lifter, but he's mm-hmm. just kind of. Now that he's joined the Navy, he has to change the way he lifts, you know, mm-hmm. and make sure he doesn't get injured. And so he was a lot more careful. He was more cautious coming into it. I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And I was like, I got to make sure that I'm good to go, you know. But it worked out, and he worked hard, and he hit, like, 1075, I think. Oh, my gosh. That's wow, good. That's, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, so then you guys are doing power couple stuff. Mm-hmm. So how does that happen? How does your balance adjust when he's gone doing his, his it doesn't. Navy deployments? <laughs> it yeah. doesn't. I have to keep – I can't adjust balance. I have to keep it. Okay. And the, there's an adjustment period of mm-hmm. where I'm, like, unstable, what it feels yeah. like. But I have to keep it. There's no, there's no adjusting. That's, again, where it falls on relying on my, my community. Okay. Kids are in school. I need somebody to watch Maddie so I can go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've got my go-to people. 
and we swap. He watches Maddie for me. On my way back, I stop by, get her, and get his three-year-old, and he comes here. Okay. Yeah, that's a good trade. setup. Yeah. So it just works out for us, you know. And and, and fortunately, um, his wife was actually on the Ross, so we had alternating schedules. Jason was home. She okay. was gone. She was home. Jason was gone. So we just learned. I mean, we just had each other's back, like, from day one. And so she's actually expecting their third baby right now. She's due any minute. Mm. And so um, it's just been helpful because even though that she's home he's still able to help you know he's still able to you know he hasn't like been like you know what i can't do it yeah participate in everything yeah yeah to still help out Mm -hmm. that's hard too but like you said everything's closer out here Mm -hmm. you know the people just kind of come together which has been really interesting it's gonna be it's it's gonna be like a total shit show whenever whenever we all go back to the states and we have to kind of like go back to the tempo of American mm-hmm. life because the tempo out here is a lot slower so when people like us are quick with the results and always working and always doing things mm-hmm. and just kind of on this rapid fire pace mm-hmm. I feel like when we go back it's going to be a whole other we ain't going to catch up it's going to we won't be able to catch up here we're moving here we're doing mm. yeah. but compared to like what the pace is here we're moving fast right we go back to the states and we'll be moving at turtle speed because in the states everything's moving at a whole different pace a yeah whole people different... are frustrated that they want to yeah. go to like they, they want to get to starbucks fast like they're, mm-hmm. they're ready to run you off the road right. to, to go to chick-fil-a mm-hmm. you know and so it's gonna be... <laughs> i'd burn you off the road for chick-fil-a <laughs> i've never been to chick-fil-a so oh my gosh yeah. what is wrong with you i don't know i don't feel like waiting in line for 12 hours oh okay. it's not 12 it's a lot well actually they're really good over there though. you know every what have you been to a yeah. chick-fil-a drive-thru with four people in the drive-thru taking your order i've never been to no 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 that's why i said they're really good they're very nice I like yeah. that. What is, what is that red sauce? That jalapeno, whatever sauce they jalapeno have. Jalapeno sauce. Mm-hmm. Never, yeah. never been there. Put though. that on everything. Mm. But not on vegan, so I don't do it. And you can still put it on everything. Yeah, you, you can still, still put it on things. <laughs> it's fine. Just look at it. <laughs> it's so pretty. Yep. Yeah. Well, usually at the end of um, a podcast, what we'll try to do is come up with some sort of advice, like some practical advice for any one of the listeners that might be having a hard time finding their balance or might be having a hard time understanding what balance is to them mm-hmm. so do you have any like practical advice or anything that like even if you have a situation or a scenario that you want to talk on that kind of helped you make that aha moment to be able to find balance i think um you're easier to or it's easier for somebody to find out when they're off balance mm-hmm. than when they are balanced right you know to approach mean? the limit mm-hmm. and then scale back and scale back and then build a routine around it yeah Build a routine around it. If you feel like your day isn't long enough for whatever it is. Wake up earlier. Yeah. You know, <laughs> le- learn to do something to make it work. That's mm-hmm. what I started doing. I started yeah. waking up earlier, taking the kids to school and stuff because I sold my moped. Mm-hmm. So I don't have any way to transportation. Right. So unless it's raining, I'll take the kids to work and I'll just, I'll have the car. Yeah. So. And then we're up earlier. And then we're up earlier. So like I'm up at like six every morning now. So, so like my kids have... I, I have them on a routine every night for that reason because I don't want to be like push their bedtime a half hour tonight and a half hour tomorrow night just because I'm busy doing stuff. The minute I get them down, it's my time to like come down from the day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I have that routine going for them, that means my routine can yes. keep going. You yeah, know what I mean? Especially if you've got high energy kids because I mean if you, if you and your husband are so active, then you know the kids are obviously involved in a lot of things as well because you're highly involved in the community. So that's absolutely correct, yeah, to even, to just settle them down. And then you've got to come off of that high. You've got to be like, all right, I need to take it down yeah. a notch. Sometimes I feel silly, though, like, because for my balance, it's a little weird. I like being off balance, if that makes sense. Like, 
kind of like in phases. I'm mm -hmm. trying to find those limits. Mm -hmm. And then once I've approached the limit and I've found it and I've been knocked off, mm -hmm. then to be like, okay, scale back. Now what else can I add? Mm -hmm. Now what else can I add in other things? So I found out recently I was looking at my Instagram and I was like, oh man, I haven't put up any hair posts. I've been doing hair. I should probably put up a hair post. Right. So I was like, take a picture of whatever I do today and whichever one is the picture I like the most, put it up. And so I put that up and I was just like, why have I let that go? I should be putting up the pictures of Fate and Fame. I should be putting up the pictures of the podcast. I should be putting up the pictures of the hair as well. So it's like approaching that limit, find the deficit, bring it back up. So and like going hard. In that case, my advice would be like sit back and write down what you're doing every day. Yep. Um, nice little power list. Right. And then not only not only just write it down, but look at it and be like, okay, what am I doing that's making a difference mm -hmm. kind of thing, you know? Not only in your life, but in somebody else's life. True. And if, I, if I'm adding something to it, is it taking from the positive? Yeah, we kind of do that with the pictures, though. Yeah, true. So we looked at it and see, see how many people liked it, and then how many followers you lost, how many you gained mm -hmm. with certain pictures, stuff like that. Yeah, looking at the statistics Just, of it all, and then mm -hmm. seeing how it serves the community as well. Yeah, yeah. because realistically, the balance is coming, you know, when we think of balance for ourselves, we think of what's the best for ourselves. You know what I mean? I find joy knowing that I can help another person. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? That Like, that to me is, like, the ultimate... Right. Like the ultimate prize is knowing that maybe the five minutes I took out of my day to help somebody just kind of like uplifted them or changed their frame of mind for that day. Yeah, a lot of people you need know. it out here. That's for sure. You know, you know, we're in a we're in an area where like depression out here runs rampant. Like that's it's true. insane. Oh my gosh! First yeah. year and a half here, I didn't do anything. It's, I was just like, know, we learned, this sucks. <laughs> we, you know, coming from the states where we have everything accessible to our fingertips, no matter what location we are stationed at, we have everything we want and need. And here, you're like, oh crap, I've got a big old vehicle and I've mm. got to try and fit it in these little roads and now I don't want to go anywhere because what if somebody hits my car? Or what if I get lost? Yeah. What if I'm in a situation where I, I can't communicate? Yeah. Or, I don't you know, speak Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. Spanish exactly. holidays, so you go to a business, it's closed, mm -hmm. it's a family business, they can close it whenever they want. Mm -hmm. The siesta is difficult to get used to, different people take different siesta hours, trying to find like, you know, there's no CVS pharmacy where everything is down the same aisle, mm -hmm. each pharmacy is independently owned. Right, you and they're find legit out. pharmacies. Right. They are legit and only pharmacies. They're mm -hmm. not like you can go in and buy a pair oh, of flip flops. Yeah. Yep. Because oh, there's not like a Rite Aid. CVS <laughs> today, you know. Yep. And it, and you've got to find out which one of them because they all communicate is the one that's open 24 mm -hmm. hours because not every one of them is. Like the on call pharmacy. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you, I mean, it's it's a whole different experience. Which right. once you find the groove is great, but it, it takes a lot of strength to be able to continue to dive into that mm -hmm. groove. And so yeah, the balance out here is totally different mm -hmm. than the balance back in the states. Yeah, and it took different. me a it took me a quick minute, and then, it, you know, having a baby throws everything off because at that point you're learning to handle emotions, and the husband's gone, and you know, my mom came for three months, and then she left, and I was like, shit, mm. you know what I mean? Right. So it's like just it's a it's it's constantly adjusting, or it's constantly like learning to keep what you're doing at a level. Yeah, you know? that whole that whole saying like the only constant is change. Mm -hmm. That aspect. Yeah, I like that. It's a, it's a good one to have to... Change. Yeah, the only constant is change. Yeah. That one in. Describes everything you just said mm -hmm. about you. Your balance is being unbalanced. <laughs> so. No, I guess I'm just a weird one. No, it just means you're... of a different color. <laughs> you know what, though? But as, as you get older, your priorities are going to change. Yes. You know what I mean? Every day your priorities are going to change. One day you're going to be like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. that easy get rid of it well see that's so funny man because like when you said those things I immediately got thrown to when my wife was playing 
this song in the car. She still plays those yoga songs. And when you said it, I was like, oh my god, Evelyn is like a yoga spiritual guru over here <laughs> because the, she's playing this song and it's like, and it, it, it's sing, it. all right, do it. It sings like, what doesn't serve you, give it away. And you're like, <laughs> it's like. And then someone else does like they do like a solo of the same exact verses, but it's just chanting over and over and over. By the end of the song, though, I'll admit, I was like, I feel better. I put away those feelings. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. You know, this doesn't serve me. I'm not gonna do that today. I don't yeah. like it anymore. So yeah, if it doesn't work for you, why keep it in your arsenal mm-hmm. and do? We are creatures what you of love. habit. Okay. Right. So the human being is a creature of habit. Mm. The minute we get into a habit, we continue to do it. Until we realize that's no longer working for me. That's a negative you know what habit. I mean? What the hell's wrong with me? You know, and because we're a creature of habit, it takes like a big moment for you to realize, oh, I've been wasting my time for the last six months doing that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you yeah, know, but you I can't mean? take it to an extreme and be like, don't want to be a mom anymore. I'm well, out. <laughs> that's it. That's, I'm just that's saying. I mean, you could, someone, someone can't be like, hey, I was listening to, you know, Fail Harder podcast and being your wife just doesn't serve me anymore. Like, well, yeah, no, no, no. Those are individual you gotta, decisions, saying, you know. <laughs> just for the person who's going to go out and maybe pop, I mean, I don't think our fan base is that big in here, but like I don't, still, I don't know someone, if our fan base talks like this. I, I mean, they so might. Either. I mean, I you know. never know. <laughs> you never know. But yeah, someone is going to, I just don't want someone to be like, oh, well, I mean, it didn't serve me, so. Mm-hmm. I let it go. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> hey, that, was, that was a verse in the yoga as well. Yeah, I know. So yeah, man, so I guess you're a yoga guru. You're a lifter. Um, you're a mom. You're a business owner. You're a midnight toker. Um, I, I don't know what else. Not anymore. No, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing a song. So. No. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been awesome having you here talking about stuff. I always like having conversations. With you. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. The awesome. way I see it is, if there's no dialogue, there's no civility, and so I mean, we gotta be able to be civil with one another. Yeah. You know what we should have done? Oh, it would have been really great to have a political debate right before the elections and put that up as a podcast. Whew. And then yeah, we would have lost a lot of friends. Like, <laughs> a lot of people like, do that don't know friends? how to handle oh, that, yeah. normal political well, we conversation. We could have had fun with it. We could have made yeah, a spoof of it. Yeah. Maybe we'll do that. For, well, you won't. Be, I don't know. You won't be here for elections. <laughs> Dang it! I'm gonna have to do that for spoof. The t- how to lose friends yeah, political lose debate friends. here we go <laughs> that's a good one we should do that Jeez. and we should have it like Facebook live so people can call it yeah, yeah. I might do that then you would be the guy in the middle I like his views but I also like their views who sounds like that Brandon I don't know that's our fan base that's what you use the sound they sound in line All they right. sound like that well, let's kill this thing episode 7 episode finding seven. balance Wow. Thanks for having me. Yeah. yeah I'm happy it was I could fun. share a little tidbit of my life. I know, right? We'll have to have a follow up before you get out of here. Part two. Good Talk to about me. something else. Part two finding more balance. <laughs> How do I balance Finding my balance? balance on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> Getting the bubble on the balance thing in the middle. Well, that's yeah. the beautiful thing about technology is we can catch up six months after you're home and be like, how has it been? You know, because like we can just do a Skype I haven't ball. left my house. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the house. I'm, yeah, I, I made 60 burritos. Nobody wants them. Nobody wants them, so I've just <laughs> no. been in my house eating. Yeah, no, I'll be real, though. Yeah. Ain't nobody gonna catch me making that much food in the States. Oh, yeah. And I can just go to the taco stand down the street. That's true. Hey. Yeah, let's be real. There you go. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, we're done. All right. We out. We out. Thanks, fellas. <laughs> I can't stop.